Good morning. Welcome to the First Universalist Unitarian Church. My name is Cheryl Hemp, and I'm a member of this congregation. I want to extend a special welcome to everyone joining us here together in person and online, and especially to all of our visitors. Since 1858, UU Wausau has served as a vital voice for liberal religion in central Wisconsin. We are an intentionally free society that welcomes all people just as you are, regardless of age, sexual orientation, ethnicity, or economic situation. Wherever you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. We are currently worshiping both in person and online, so be sure to subscribe to the church's newsletter and follow us on Facebook or Instagram for updates. And I have a couple that I want to highlight today. First, we are having our first Sunday of the month potluck upstairs in the dining hall immediately after the service. So even if you did not bring a dish to pass, there is always plenty of food. So please join us upstairs for eating together, fellowship, and meeting new and old friends alike. You're, everyone is welcome. And then the youth group, ages 7 through 12th grade, um, will be meeting today from 3.30 to 7 for a movie day. They'll have a pizza dinner and snacks, and we'll be watching a movie from the list the group voted on, so it'll either be The Terminal or The Help. RSVPs are not required, but it would be appreciated um, to help with food planning, so contact Jess right here with questions or for more details. And then, as always, I would just bring your attention to the yellow insert in the in our program each week that has other announcements that you can look at. And with that, let us gather our hearts and minds for worship. Please join me in reciting the church's chalice lighting, and you will find those words listed in the order of service. We light this chalice for the light of truth the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together. Well, we gather this morning on the ancestral home of indigenous peoples, home of the Anishinaabe, the Menominee, the Potawatomi, the Ho-Chunk, we remember our obligations to good stewardship of these lands and right relations with their inhabitants. So welcome, welcome to this holy space, this shelter for our hearts and hopes, a sanctuary for our deepest longings. Here we find rest and repair, connection and comfort. Here we find our center, our breath, our voice, here may we find strength to go out in the world and be shelter for others. I invite you to open your hymnals to hymn number 298 in the gray hymnal, Wake Now My Senses.
well how lovely who have a, has a, to have a congregation who rises all on their own. Ah, if only my bread would do that. And would you stay standing, please, while we join together in our affirmation, found in the order of service. Love is the doctrine of this church. The quest of truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. To dwell together in peace, to serve, hum to serve human need, to the end that all souls shall grow into harmony with the divine. Thus do we covenant with each other. And join me in singing our doxology. and we'll have our story for all ages. So something you may not know about me is I love really complex books. I love characters that are a little morally gray. I love lots of storylines woven together to come to maybe an incomplete ending. But I also think sometimes the simplest stories are the best, and that's what I want to share with you this morning. It's called The Big Umbrella. It was co-written by Amy June Bates and Juniper Bates, and it was published by Simon Schuster Books for Young Readers. By the front door, there is an umbrella. It is big. It is a big, friendly umbrella. It likes to help. It likes to spread its arm wide. It loves to give shelter. It loves to gather people in. It doesn't matter if you're tall or hairy or plaid. It doesn't matter if you have how many legs you have. Some people worry that there won't be enough room under the big umbrella. But the amazing thing is, there is. There is always room. And that is our very simple but very true story for today. Please join me in blessing our children off to the RE group this morning with May Peace Surround You. The words are printed in your order of service.
The mission and ministry of UU Wausau is made possible by the generous support of its members and friends. For today's offering, rather than pass a plate, we placed an offering basket in the back of the sanctuary for you to drop a gift in. And you can also stop by the website, uuwasa.org, to make a one-time or reoccurring gift with your credit or debit card. Today, I also wanted to highlight a letter that hopefully everyone has received in the mail this week about our ongoing stewardship campaign, the All In Campaign. And I just would ask that you all thoughtfully consider the letter and um, make an initial pledge if that has not happened and additional pledges if you are able to do so. So thank you for your support and your consideration. The Muslim mystic Saadi, a 13th century ethicist and Sufi, wrote, to worship God is nothing other than to serve the people. It does not need rosaries, prayer carpets, or robes. All peoples are members of the same body, created from one essence. If fate brings suffering to one member, the others cannot stay at rest. Would you join me in a moment of prayer, 
silent meditation. I invite you to open your hymnals to hymn number 159. Remain seated. The refrain from a song by Carrie Newcomer. 
Will you be my refuge, my haven in the storm? Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Will you remember and bring me sprigs of rosemary? Be my sanctuary till I can carry on, carry on. In a state of true believers on a street called us and them, it's going to take some time till the world feels safe again. So will you be my refuge, my haven in the storm? Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Naomi Shihab Nye writes, The Arabs used to say, when a stranger appears at your door, feed him for three days before asking who he is, where he comes from, where he's headed. That way, he'll have strength enough to answer. 
or by then you'll be such good friends you don't care. Let's go back to that. Rice, pine nuts. Here, take the red brocade pillow. My child will serve water to your horse. No, I was not busy when you, you're, you, you came. I, I was not preparing to be busy. Uh, well, that's the armor everyone puts on to pretend they have a purpose in the world. I refuse to be claimed. Your plate is waiting. We will snip fresh mint into your tea. So what is my responsibility? What is my sacred responsibility to the stranger, to those other than female, to those other than white like myself, Polish-American, heterosexual, upper class, you know, degrees up the wazoo, urban, Unitarian Universalist. At a, a conference on sacred responsibility, a young man, the director of refugee services for Lutheran social services in the Twin Cities, a Muslim, spoke of the cultural and sacred tradition of welcome to the traveler. Only after three days would you ask of that person from whence they came, what brought them this way, how long would they stay, rice, pine nuts? Here, take the red brocade pillow. My child will serve water to your horse. So what is our responsibility to the stranger, the other? Putting myself in a, in a column, what is my responsibility to LGBTQIA folks, to Me Too, water walkers, to refugees, to immigrants, the dreamers, Black Lives Matter folks. And what is my own personal need for safe harbor, for a place of sanctuary, for a place of renewal for myself? Well, years ago, I, I was um, a, kind of a guardian ad litem, uh, a court-appointed special advocate for children whose uh, guardians, whose own parents, were um, uh, somehow found themselves in the court system, uh, providing less than adequate care or safety for their children. Now, for um, about two and a half years, I followed this, um, the life of Sean. Uh, he was only a year old when I met him. Uh, his mom was young, far away from home. Home was New York City for her, and we were now in Montana. She was lonely and drinking too much, Dad was a long-haul truck driver, often far from home, often frustrated, often angry. Now, my job, along with a, a team of social workers and others, was to monitor how well the family was functioning, to help provide a calm, safe adult presence for Sean, and to help provide some support for his parents. And so, as, as Sean got older, I spent um, a lot of time at his daycare center, I'd visit him two or three times a week, and, and often during the time while I was there, he, it would, would be nap time. And um, at the time, I belonged to a, a chorus also, and uh, would sing him 
Uh, this little song, it became Sean's favorite song. It's a Tom Chapin song, This Pretty Planet. This pretty planet spinning through space. You're a garden, you're a harbor, you're a holy place. Golden sun going down, gentle blue giant, spin us around all through the night. Safe till the morning light. Of course, Sean would go again, or one of his little friends would go, this pretty planet spinning through space. Well, we all need a safe spot, a garden, a harbor, a holy place, a place to feel safe till the morning light. A safe place for ourselves, for our kids, safe for our neurodiversity, safe for gay, trans, questioning, a place safe to walk, safe to work, safe from bullying, safe from violence of, of mind and body and spirit. A place safe to speak our own truths, a place to be one's true self. Now this is a really a, a string of reflections on, on that idea of safety and sanctuary and harbor. Um, Sweet Honey in the Rock is an African-American uh, women's a cappella song group. They've been singing since 1973. They were organized by Bernice Johnson Reagan um, at a conference in Washington, D.C. Their name comes from the Hebrew Bible, the, the Christian Old Testament in Psalms chapter 81, uh, which says, sing for joy to the source of our strength. Shout for joy. We had a lot of shouting and singing earlier. Raise a song, sound the timbrel, play the melodious harp and lyre. Sound the ram's horn, blow the trumpet at the new moon, at the full moon on our feast day. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. You will be fed with the finest of wheat. With honey from the rock, I will satisfy you. So a land so rich that the rocks crack open and honey flows from them. Now, a number of years ago, too, Sweet Honey in the Rock sang about that safe harbor for the individual, about safeguarding the group to which the individual belongs, the, the group a person has chosen, the group to which an individual has been assigned by society a group that we might consider the foreigner, the, the stranger, the alien, them, the other, the, the not us. And they sang, would you harbor me? Would I harbor you? Would you harbor me? Would I harbor you? Would you harbor a Christian, a Muslim, a Jew, a heretic, convict, or spy? Would you harbor a runaway woman or child, a poet, a prophet, or king? Would you harbor an exile or a refugee, a person living with AIDS? Would you harbor a Tubman, a Garrett, a truth, a fugitive, or a slave? Would you harbor a Haitian, Korean, or Czech, a lesbian, or a gay? Would you harbor a Christian, a Muslim, a Jew, a heretic, convict, or spy? Would I harbor you? 
Would you harbor me? Would you harbor me? Would you fill my empty bowl? Would you allow me safety in body, in mind, and in spirit? And of course, thanks to wonderful Google, I was able to Google about your congregation in Marathon County, um, about Wisconsin in general, uh, about a group called uh, uh, New Beginnings, and uh, I believe centered in the United Methodist Church. Now, this may be old information and, and not news to you, but it was to me. Uh, United Way in Marathon County, who's, of course, decades ago welcomed the Hmong and have since welcomed Afghanis and the Congolese, Somali, Syrians, Sudanese, Guatemalans, Ukrainians. You're giving rides to your newest neighbors. Would you make safe the words that they hear, that I hear, a place to hang their hat, a bed in which to sleep? So in a, in a world in some ways so beautiful, so inviting, and at the same time in a world so fraught with peril, how do we, how, how can we provide safe harbor for ourselves and for our neighbors, old and new. Now, Parker Palmer is a Quaker, and he's an educator and an activist. And in uh, one of his online columns a while ago, he writes, when I was a kid, sanctuary meant only one thing. It was the big room with the stained glass windows and the hard wooden benches where my family worshipped every Sunday. Church attendance was not optional for my sisters and me, so that sanctuary was where I learned to pray. Pray that the service would end and God would release me back into the world. I also learned that not all prayers are answered, no matter how ardent. And Palmer continues, well, today, after 77 years of life, in a world that's both astonishingly beautiful and horrifically cruel, sanctuary is as vital as breathing to me. Sometimes I find it in churches, monasteries, and other sites designated as sacred. But more often, I find it in places sacred to my soul, in the natural world, in the company of a trustworthy friend, in solitary or shared silence, in the ambiance of a good poem or good music. Sanctuary, he tells us, is wherever I find safe space to regain my bearings, reclaim my soul, heal my wounds, and return to the world a wounded healer. It's not merely about finding shelter from the storm. It's about spiritual survival. Today, seeking sanctuary, he concludes, is no more optional for me than church attendance was as a child. Now, I recognize that I'm using lots of these big theological religious words, and I've been doing that through many of my reflections. Um, I'm trying to 
I'm not sure if I'm trying to sensitize you or desensitize you, depending on how you like these words. I mean, I throw out these words, you know, prayer, worship, um, faith. You know, I, I've, boy, I've done sermons on angels, certainly on Jesus, God, you know, atheist, sanctuary, sanctuary, altar. All these are, are um, words that, that um, I feel that we as, as liberal religionists need to come to grips with and find our own, our own definitions. These, are, these are, are good words. Sarah Thompson, whose, whose songs you sometimes, the choir sometimes sings, uh, has this lovely song called, We are held by holy angels. And of course, when the choir sings that, holy angels all around us, that's you. That's you, the holy angels, who are supporting each other. So, so don't, you know, if you want to believe in angels up there, certainly do. But also know that you can believe in angels here, and prayer, and meditation, and faith, your idea of sanctuary, of safety. So while I was thinking of all this, um, a few years ago, oh, more than a few years ago, I, I, I suspect, I attended a minister's retreat, and, and one of the presenters talked about a church she served. It was in the, the Twin Cities area. Now, every year, they held a big rummage sale, and it was during the summer, and so during the summer, boxes of stuff started to accumulate in the sanctuary. You could hardly get into, into an aisle. Uh, there were just boxes and boxes and boxes. And, and she said, and she told us the sanctuary was, was the white elephant. And, and of course, by white elephant, she meant that the, the uh, sanctuary, sanctuary was holding all sorts of items, stuff that was useless to its owners or outdated, somehow troublesome or simply unwanted, um, a somehow burdensome possession. But in my mind, I immediately translated into that the thought that that word sanctuary is sometimes our white elephant, that white elephant in the room, on the table, that how do we talk about these, these things near and dear to our heart and our well-being um, um, and differentiate them with, with what we might consider totally wah-wah, pie-in-the-sky, pie totally unreasonable ideas about faith. So, of course, this is the sanctuary. This, we, uh, usually a sanctuary would include an altar. I guess you might call that the altar with the flowers and the candles. Um, you are in um, the chancel. Um, back there is the, is the narthex. Um, but we're in a sanctuary, a place of safety to those who ask, a place we meet and worship, a place where we shape worth. It's different from a moose hall. It's different from the, uh, the VFW. It, it's made different by our intentions, made sacred by our high ideals, by our principles, made holy by all these cherished people here. The recognition of our, our stupefying strength and our exquisite vulnerabilities, how much we have in common. Here we are in our sanctuary, even though that, if that word makes you grind your teeth. And I'm sure it does for some, but work with that, work with that discomfort. 
So at that conference that I spoke of at the beginning of this reflection, uh, it was a, an interfaith conversation on sacred responsibility and a, a rabbi from um, the community, uh, David Steinberg, spoke of the Israelite tabernacle, the portable sanctuary that the desert wanderers would carry for years and years through to find a home. It was a, both a, a tangible object and a metaphor of our spirit, our soul, the idea that we each carry a sanctuary within us, near our hearts, within our heart, where live our holy things, our dear ones, our safety net, our sacred shrine, our way home. It may be a song, a poem, a place in the woods or in the lake, at the lake, a, a, a memory, a place of renewal and peace. Now, it, it was in Parker Palmer's blog that, that I found this song by Carrie Newcomer. Will you be my refuge, my haven in the storm? Will you keep the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? Will you remember and bring me sprigs of rosemary? Be my sanctuary till I can carry on. Carry on, carry on. In a state of true believers on streets called us and them, it's going to take some time till the world feels safe again. Will you be my refuge, my haven in the storm? Will you keep the fires, the embers warm when my fire's all but gone? So sanctuary for, oh, excuse me, stay. <laughs> oh, I thought I was doing so well. Um, <laughs> okay, it doesn't work. Um, bless its little heart. I talked to Ike, I'm, excuse me, I, I think I've explained this at, at the very beginning. I'm a pan-entheist, apparently. Uh, when uh, a person at, when I did my chaplaincy, a young man who was becoming a Catholic priest, um, listened to my, my, uh, theology, and he said, oh, you're a panentheist. I said, oh, that's a, there's a word for that? That I, I find spirit everywhere, so I not only talk to the spirit in you, but I talk to the spirit in this, in this clock that, oh, no wonder doesn't work. It's, it's pointed towards you. And, uh, and my microwave and, and the, the, the TV in the hotel that didn't work. Um, yes, sometimes they're more gremlins than spirits, I think. Ah, so how do we find a sanctuary for self, for the whole, for, for the web of life? A haven for others, a protected harbor. So, gosh, was it just last week? Maybe, maybe not, I forget. When I, I uh, quoted the 8th century Indian Buddhist monk Shantideva, may I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector of those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with oceans to cross, a bridge for those with rivers to cross. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. So may we say with Naomi Shihab Nye, 
with our ancestors in the desert, with our ancestors around the world, your plate is waiting. We will snip fresh mint into your tea. In this sanctuary, may we find strength for ourselves and strength to go out into the world, be a shelter for others, offer each other peace so that we may share peace with all the world. May it ever be so, may we make it so. Blessed be, and amen. So I invite you to open your hymnals, your gray hymnals, to hymn number 407. We're going to sit at the welcome table. Next to you or near you stands a person whose heart is sometimes tender, whose skin is sometimes thin, whose eyes sometimes fill with tears, and whose laughter is a beautiful sound. Standing near you is a person who is seeking wholeness and trusts that you are doing the same. So as we leave this sanctuary, may our hearts remain open, may our voices stay strong, and may our hands remain outstretched. May we be that big umbrella, a space for everyone at the table. Go in peace, go in hope, go in blessed unrest. Please be seated for the postlude. Mm -hmm. 